Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, welcome to the show, international listeners. Rob and Kirsty. Um, hi, how you doing? Please can my wife and I get a shout out. We arrived on Saturday here in Western Australia near Perth. Yes, you can. We're staying for seven weeks. It's currently 30 degrees and early afternoon, which means it's wine o'clock. Oh, people are listening to this show now. Or this podcast now, and they're drinking wine. That's not fair. Unless, of course, we're listening to our own podcast, which we can, because the podcast happens after the fact and is there forever. So we might also be drinking wine whilst talking. <laughs> whilst you're listening to us, because we're not doing this live on the podcast, we might also be drinking wine. Do you like listening to yourself back? Because I can't. I can't do it. I bet you do it all the time. See, that's a yellow thing to say, yellow person thing to say. He says that because he wants us to think that, like when he was painting. He said, I'm going home to paint my daughter's, my youngest daughter's bedroom. I'm going to finish off the painting. It's kind, it's considerate, it's caring. It makes you sound like a nice guy, a great dad. Also, who doesn't want to do that? You put your favourite Carly Simon greatest hits album on, and you get a beer, and then three days later, we find out that means, that, that meant, that translates to, uh, I need to call the bloke to get him in to finish it Mark, off. Mark did it, but I... <laughs> I did. If I, to be to be totally strictly fair to myself, yes. Mark did ninety nine percent of it, but I did paint the radiator on my Yay! all by my own. Woo! Thank you very much. So radiators, obviously, you have to let them go cold before you paint them. Is the is the paint for a radiator is it different to the wallpaper paint? Because it has to be heat resistant, I would imagine. And you know this because you painted I, it. It was from the um, Cornforth white thing underneath our stairs and I didn't check any of that. Okay. Uh, Jamie and Preston, thank you for playing Fleetwood Mac The Chain. If you're listening on the podcast, um, the podcast is from a radio show that we do on Virgin Radio every morning, 6.33 till 10, and we play rock and roll like Fleetwood Mac's The Chain. And by the way, there's a guy before us on the radio and his name's Steve Denyer and he's awesome. He's literally the nicest person I've ever met in this business. And right here, that's quite a high bar actually, <laughs> isn't it? Because you've got Eddie Temple Morris who's just every sinew, every cell of him is gorgeous. Magic Mike is the same um, so it's a very high bar but just before we came on the air uh, on Wednesday we um, uh, he played Steve played Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire which for me is Billy Joel channeling his inner Bruce Springsteen if you squint your ears not that you can do that but you know if you want to see something that isn't really there if you squint your eyes it can look like mm. something else if you squint your ears <laughs> can you squint your ears? If you squ- I bet you can. You in, yo- can. in you yoga- can. Yeah, in yoga nidra, you sort of squint your ears before you start, don't you? That's you what you do. You, you squint everything. And straight away, you're in a different place, but that's another story. But if you squint your ears, listen to Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire, you, it's, it could be Bruce Springsteen. And I, it, get, it got me to thinking, I wonder if Bruce Springsteen ever channels his Billy Joel and they're in the Billy Joel. And then I was thinking... Are there any Bruce Springsteen tracks? If I squinted my ears, could be Billy Joel. But I was busy. Sinead was just finishing the news. I had a lot on my plate. Didn't have time to take it any further as a thought. <laughs> and then I started showing you photographs of the two frogs I interrupted in having a private moment as I left the house this morning. 
<laughs> yeah, but, but you didn't um, not interrupt them long enough to take a photograph of it. <laughs> Took three photographs. I'm going to Instagram them as well. Two frogs no, having a bit to. of a moment. Is that not is that not illegal? He's going to call it frog spawn. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Is this Frogs. what happens on a Wednesday? Yeah, unfortunately it is. Yeah, you, seriously, you stick with Mondays. It's quite funny, isn't it? Frogs born. Yeah, I'll give you that. Stormzy and Dua Lipa among names to appear at the Hay Festival. This is great. Music superstars Stormzy and Dua Lipa are among the big names set to appear at the Hay Festival this year. I've done the Hay Festival. I've worked from the Hay Festival. I've broadcast from the Hay Festival. I've actually come back from the Hay Festival in a helicopter slash sports car. Um, heli- sorry, uh, yeah, helicopter slash and a sports car, uh, not or a sports car, uh, not a sort of heli car or a sports copter, but both um, to to witness the birth of um, our second son Eli, Aww. and that was very busy. And then um, Alex Jones, who was going to be a guest on the show from live from the Hay Festival, and David Williams, who was going to be a guest, then co-hosted the show, did a really good job. So. We didn't sort of schedule any the birth of any more babies for when we had great guests on who could take over and sound like, you know, anybody could do this for a living. That's not great, is it? Anyways, that's good. I'm glad for that. I love the Hay Festival. I love it. You been? No, but I did the virtual one the year of um, COVID. Right. Uh, and I actually really enjoyed that. Just sort of sat in my lounge with a cup of tea. You'd, what, what, to you, right. Oh, so when you yeah. say you did it, you didn't appear at it. You, you watched it. Yeah, you just, attended I, what, it. Yeah, I just, I sort of, I've always wanted to go. It's and brilliant. I guess one of those things not done. But then during COVID, it was like, okay, uh, Gloria Steinem was on and that was incredible. But yeah, I had, uh, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, I want, I want to go. It's on the list. If we had product placement for our um, YouTube feed, it'd be like this. <laughs> but, al- but also, I would show it this side. The... You're cramping my style. Okay. Um, it's like on um, America's Got Talent where they all drink from Pepsi, massive Pepsi. They do, do, do they ever drink? It's always next to them, isn't it? But I'm not sure. Sorry, Sinead, carry on. Look, that's what I'd show. Why? The cups say it leak. Oh, all right. Well, you know, you want to show where it leaks from as well. That's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> what was that show? Oh, was it Lawrence's show? Lawrence Delalio's That wouldn't be show. a WikiLeak. That'd be a Cappy leak. What, what coffee do you have? Coffee leak. Coffee leaks. <laughs> a latte leak. Yeah. Oh, no, flat white leak. Yeah. Doesn't work as well. No, not really. Sorry. Um, Lawrence Delalio was on last week to talk about his new show, Live Italian. And I sort of wondered why they all sat down and had, was it Moretti or Peroni beers every five minutes? But it was a, it was a, that was the thing. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I wondered about that. And oh. I think it was a, a yeah. Product placement. Yes. I think actually they sponsored the whole show. Oh, they funded the whole thing? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Smart move. Who's, who's losing out there? No one. Although I have to say, Mercy bits. I find them, I find them a bit strong. Maybe it's the bottle. Just because it's brown. Because, you know, when I was a kid, brown ale, Newcastle brown ale, all gorgeous. But just, a, you know, then very strong. You know, age of seven is like not for me. You know, too strong. Yes, wait till I'm 10. Yeah. Tango, please. Thank you very much indeed. Um, no, but I'm a Peroni guy. Italian-wise, I'm a Peroni oh, guy. Yes. I'm uh, a Peroni guy over Favourite bottle beer ever. One more cold ice beer on a sunny day before you die. Go. Peroni. Really? Oh, absolutely. Per- Peroni over almost any other drink, actually. You Alice. Yeah. Ah. What about you? I think the 660 Peroni. Okay. See, I've asked myself. See, I'm now thinking about my answer. I've got, I've got anxiety about my own answer. Oh, gosh. See, I'd go Dos Equis. I would go Corona, but I find Corona a bit more, ta- a bit more tasteless than it used to be now. Yeah. Like crisps. Because crisps aren't as tasty as they used to be. They all taste very similar because of what the government said about additives and things like that. That's why you need potatoes. I know. From Ireland, is that why? 
because he thought, oh, let's import some crisps. Let's, let's be those guys. Well, I was just there. Let's at be the, the big crisp importers. I've never seen a supermarket so full in my life. Over Sorry, I'm, just, I'm just doing another <laughs> press a manger to camera bit. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. Just in case. Um, yeah, what else? What else? What else? I would go for, I think, my one bottle lager of all time would be an Asahi. Oh, good I call. I love Asahi. I think Asahi is off the chain. But I wouldn't have it in the bottle. Don't mind it in the bottle. I would have it in a large wine glass. That's how I like my Asahi. I like the the the, the thinness of a, a wine glass with a really ice... I don't know, it just matches for me. Ice cold beer, thin glass on the lips. The mouth pleasure goes off the chain. By the way, it's 20 past seven in the morning and we're talking about ice cold beers and I want one. That's because of David <laughs> listening in Western Australia, yeah. who's already got a glass of wine. Recruits wanted for opportunity like no other, counting penguins in Antarctica. Recruitment has begun for a team to take on an opportunity like no other, living and working in Antarctica, where they will have no access to Wi-Fi or running water and tackle jobs, including a daily penguin count. I wouldn't mind that for a few months in your life. You know, this, we've got plenty of time. You know, life is short. Of course it is, but it's how you live it. You know, it's about the life in the years, not necessarily the years in your life. It's not about um, lifespan. It's about health span. It's about experience span. Yeah, I could do that for three or four months. I mean, I can't because I've got loads of kids. I've got to count the kids. More kids than penguins, to be honest. <laughs> Especially today, when they're all coming to our house for home. Have you heard about this? Yes. Because it's a double strike day. No, they can't have a double strike day. You know, two consecutive. Yeah. Double strike week. Double strike day week. There's a strike day tomorrow. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, it's a two-strike day week. Um, so they're all coming to ours for homeschooling. And then they're all staying over tonight because they're all... They say, well, we might as well stay over because we've got another one tomorrow. You don't go to boarding school. It's a normal school. You don't sleep over at school. Why are you sleeping at our house, kids? <laughs> it's not that I mind them being there. It's just that the I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to leave for my Manex above the garage early today because they're going to be having so much fun. They're going to be in the PS5. They're going to be choosing a film to watch. We'll give them some treats because it's like a sort of cheat day in a way. You know, I'll be thinking, I don't want to go to work tomorrow. It feels like a Friday night. Where's the, let's get, let's <laughs> yes. fire up the fire pit. I don't want to do this. I mean, I'd love my job, but you know, when you're in that yeah. mood. Yeah, it's like, absolutely. Oh. Just take yourself out of these situations. Maybe that's why we're talking about beer. Because the kids are sleeping over. <laughs> you need a beer when there are many kids sleep over. Mum's the word. UK's coolest celebrity mum's revealed. Stacey Solomon has topped a poll to find the coolest celebrity mum. Your favourite. Absolutely. I agree with that poll. She's only 33. She's so wise, isn't she? Yeah, she is. She's so wise. Um, she uh, topped the poll. The morning presenter and mum to three. Holly Willoughby, 42, came second. While music superstar and mum of one, Adele, 34, came third. Phone Cotton, got to mention Lily Allen, too. Emma Thompson, Rochelle Humes, Kate Moss, Gillian Anderson and Molly Hay Maig complete the top ten, in fact. And apparently the key to being one of the coolest celeb mums is to not try to be cool. Because that is uncle. <laughs> Molly Mays had a baby for about four seconds. How has she made the list? Because that's how cool she is. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That's, that, that's how new, <laughs> newer mum she can be and still make the coolest. I love that Stacey Solomon beat Adele. Yes, Stacey. By the way, Mrs Hinch doesn't get a mention. She's got children. She's pretty cool. She's Stacey's best mate. Yeah, she's very cool. Stacey and Hinchy, they've got... Stacey and Sophie, they've got it going on. on. I know they do the odd show together. I wish they'd do like a Thelma and Louise um, sort of road trip together. Imagine those two yeah. cleaning up America. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, sorting America. 
Mrs. Hinch just needs a little bit more encouragement. When she was in and she was talking about it, she was sort of saying she's just still a bit like yeah, shy but that's, of telly. But that's she? why she's gorgeous. Yeah. That's why she's oh, gorgeous. She's lovely. She was fantastic. I want her and her hubby, who's now my new best friend because they come to Carfest, which is, she's come to Carfest. Ah! I know. <laughs> and um, and Stacey, uh, I want them to do a road trip across America in vintage Airstreams, drivable vintage Airstreams, uh, and just hang out together and just do it. I would, I would watch that show, but they wouldn't do it. Do you know why? Because they don't want to be away from home. Because they don't cool. want to be away from the kids or at home. They, and also that home, I wouldn't want to leave. Yeah, no, that because home. their nest is so feathered. Yeah, they feather their nests how they want. Because they're brilliant mums. Yeah, because four cool, see brilliant. You got to yeah. be a brilliant mum as well, haven't you? Right, honest Tokyoites handed in twenty-five million pounds in lost cash. Um, they seem very nice Japanese people, don't they? They really do. Uh, they were cleaning up a lot, weren't they? In oh, in the, the World Cup. Yeah, the... it's, it's their thing almost. They, what they do is they go and support their team. Yes. And then they tidy up the stadium after themselves, at, including the bits that they weren't in. Yeah. And the Japanese football team tidies up their dressing room and just leaves it completely spotless. Very well brought up. Mm. You know, and we were going to run the Tokyo Marathon. We tried twice. didn't happen because of COVID. But we signed up. We booked tickets um, on planes and hotel rooms and things like that. And we were told about things you could and you couldn't do, you know, on the streets of Tokyo. So you can't eat food whilst walking along. It's not allowed. It's against the law. And I quite like that. Mm. Yeah, actually be mindful when you're eating. Yeah, be mindful when you're eating. And and also you don't, don't discard all the litter all over the place. But even if you did, it wouldn't matter because somebody behind you would pick it up. <laughs> and you wouldn't do it anyway because you'd be Japanese. Most orderly loo cues of any marathon anywhere in the world. Oh, I've got to go. Tokyo. Got to go. Also, just getting on the underground, you have to queue. In have you, orderly queue. Have you been? Yes, I, I went for the, there for like three weeks. Tell us more, tell us more. Oh, it's, it's an amazing country. Absolutely right. fascinating. You can't If you try and cross the road uh, when it's not a green man, all hell breaks loose. Really? Everyone starts screaming at you. Yeah, they don't like, they don't like any disorder taxis when you get out the taxi doors open and shut by themselves you've heard about the toilets obviously everyone knows about them well tell us you know for people who don't japanese toilets um it's just an experience all by itself so when you you've got so many functions of it you can heat up the seat so it's nice and warm for you to sit on yeah. while you do whatever um it can play music uh it can play flushing sounds so it can you know people can't hear what you're doing for you know um there's every yeah they it's self-clean all this kind of stuff it's amazing so the first time you go into a japanese toilet you're probably in there for about half an hour and then you go back to the table when <laughs> you're in a restaurant they're like everything okay yeah, yeah. she's having a great I'm toilet just, time <laughs> i'm just having a lovely time having all the fun in the toilet <laughs> and if you go to some because there's lots of high-rise buildings there they all kind of like everyone sort of lives on top of each other yep. that thing. um most of them just have views looking out because they're so high up no one can see you well i went to tokyo for i had what it wasn't 24 hours even i don't think right. um to do some filming and uh, it was a ridiculous visit it was i enjoyed it i can't remember much about it i did get lost though and i got lost in tokyo i was literally lost without translation and nobody there speaks any english whatsoever <laughs> i mean why should they it's just that, you know usually somewhere in the world they you sort of can get away with it because you're english and english people maybe you'll speak english a lot not in tokyo and so i was trying to i was trying to ask where my hotel was um I mean, nothing. I'm a smile, very polite, nothing, but nothing. And then I tried to order a taxi from a taxi driver, you know, who was waiting for a client. 
You know, he didn't have one booked. He was just waiting for somebody to hail a taxi, and he didn't know what I was trying to say to him. <laughs> yes. I thought, surely, he's got, surely he can sort of piece together the, this mystery here, you know? Um, and then he, he sort of did, and then I couldn't tell him where I wanted to go. Yeah. So then I had to get back out of the taxi. And I honestly didn't know where my hotel room was. So And all I did, and it's true, you couldn't make it. I, I couldn't make it up, clever enough. Um, I, I, I accessed the tallest building I could, that you didn't need to pass or security clearance to get into. And I, I got in the elevator and I went up as high as I could and got out and I looked out of the window and looked, scanned the city because I knew that the hotel we were on had a putting green on the roof. <laughs> and I saw it and I went, that's up, that's my hotel. Okay, if I go back down here, then in the lift, I turn right, turn left, turn left, I'll get, and that's how I got, that's how oh, I got home. Wow, it's wow. crazy, man. Uh, anyway, back to the story. Uh, a total of 3.71 million items were handed in in Tokyo, including more than 300,000 wallets and purses last year, 156,000 bags, 126,000 phones and 93,000 pieces. Well, they are many things, um, the Japanese, but it seems like they're a bit absent-minded or they could be less <laughs> absent-minded. Maybe they're just so happy and zen, it doesn't matter. You know, it's all right, just leave your bag there. We won't get stolen. Somebody will hand it in. That's what we do. Or maybe handing it in is a thing. Yeah, well, you know there was the experiment. The guy who came in, um, the professor from Oxford, mm-hmm. he one of his experiments was seeing how many people handed back in purses yes. and and wallets and stuff. And so he would leave. He said the, the worst thing was you you can't really just drop a wallet because somebody will sort of run up oh, excuse me you've dropped your wallet and so you have to sort of surreptitiously drop wallets and the way the, the way that wallets are most handed back is if they have a picture of a baby inside okay beautiful That's nearly nice. 330,000 misplaced items of clothing or footwear were received by the police along with 280,000 umbrellas that's a lot of umbrellas isn't it yeah but it's not that's, raining anymore it's a quarter of a million <laughs> Jeez. Most of them are probably mine, to be fair. No, this is in Tokyo. <laughs> I know, when I was there. All oh, right, OK. <laughs> um, unclaimed cash and proceeds from the sale of items that could not be returned to their owners netted about £4.5 million pounds, wow. uh, in this police sale that they had. Um, there's one fantastic uh, story. One person turned in a box containing £227,000 in cash. Oh, that person is going to heaven. Well, or either, well, yes, they are. Um, but you know, uh, did they do it out of the goodness of their heart, or they think, this is this? I'm being filmed. This is some kind of show. Because you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. You think, what if Anton Decker filmed me? Yeah. Okay, so I, I'm either going to look like the meanest person in the world or the the kindest-hearted person in the world. Yeah. I'll go for the latter. I'd have taken the risk. And then you get a <laughs> and then you back or something. Yeah, but then you wait. Now I'm going. Where's the call for my TV? Yeah. <laughs> and nobody because you go, oh my goodness, it just was £227,000 in a box. Dope. <laughs> mind. Uh, runners complete London Marathon backwards in support of Ukrainians affected by war. This is a great dad. His name's Tom Harrison. He's previously crawled the London Marathon while dressed as a gorilla. Um, that was, and that was to raise awareness of a good cause. Uh, to walk the entire race backwards in aid of Ukrainians affected by the ongoing war in Russia. Can't wait to high five him. How are we going to high five him? Oh, it should be quite easy, shouldn't it? Because he'll be the other way. Exactly. Yeah, because you can't really high five runners because we're all going the right way, the same way. Uh, the first time you ever run a marathon, especially one that's really well uh, attended f- from a spectator p- point of view, like the London Marathon, you you will high five many many children, and you because you, you want to be you want to seem like a good person, and you genuinely mean it for a while. Then you get a bit sick of it after the first two or three uh, miles. Then your shoulder begins to hurt. Three days later, it feels like you haven't got a, an arm anymore, mm. and that's the only time you ever do that, and you just smile. Well, just, you know, you just try running a marathon dressed as a minion 
how many you can't not high five people dressed as women. It's, it's against the law. I mean, there is some kind of <laughs> there's some kind of prison for people who do that. Are you running as a minion again this year? Of course I am. Didn't we talk about a different outfit for you? Mr. Blobby, wasn't Mr. Blobby, it? Mr. Blobby, it was Mr. Blobby. Oh, what happened to the Mr. Blobby suit that was going on eBay for like £69,000 and then um, when the auction closed, whoever was the top bidder just disappeared. Um, and we tried to do something about this, didn't we? And whoever whoever was interested, who sorry, whoever was in charge of it sort of, um, push back when we reached out. Mm. However, the same person I'm presuming was fine with this morning, the day before, because didn't the Mr. Blobby outfit, didn't it run on set and do its blobby thing to, to Phil and Holly? I think it did. Uh, unless that was another suit that they hired going, we can't get, because maybe they ex experienced the same thing with us. This guy didn't want to talk about it, even though he was selling it and it would help, you know, increase the price. Maybe they, because I'm sure you can hire a, a, a Mr. Blobby I mean, I'm sure you can get one, a Mr. Blobby yeah, person. surely. Um, he's decided to hold on to the costume a while longer with no new auction plan. A friend of mine's friend, okay, and I actually know the friend of mine's friend. Um, actually, I had a meeting with him last week, same guy. But, um, but he's a friend of mine's friend. I suppose he's a friend of mine, but, you know, we work together. And um, he genuinely did bid. £40,000 on Saturday night because he thought this auction was real. And I suppose to a certain extent it was. Um, but £40,000 was way beyond, um, you know, the wildest dreams of the person selling it. But I just want him to know now, or them to know, or her to know, I think it's a him, um, that that was a genuine bid. So maybe the sixty nine grand that it eventually didn't go for after the auction was closed... Um, and you maybe thought the whole thing was a ruse. My mate really bid. My mate's mate really bid £40,000. <laughs> he really was good. It was Saturday night. They had been out. Some cold drinks. They thought it was fun for a while. They started at 20. <laughs> they got to 40. And then they couldn't get any more bids through. Um, anyway, uh, apparently they were going to lend you that Mr Blobby suit to run the London Marathon in had they been successful in the bidding. What such a shame that they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, your minion outfit is a great minion outfit, but it's cumbersome enough. It does get you in all the papers the next day, which I know you love. And it's yellow. And you're and a yellow yes. person. There you go. Um, yeah. Liam Gallagher buys Noel Edmonds' £3 million cam mansion. Our second sort of Noel Edmonds-related story this morning. This is what happens when you sell out Nebworth. You know, 25 years after the original event uh, that you did with your brother and your band Oasis, and you th say, let's do it again, and you do it on your own um, in the summer of 2022, you, you know, you make enough money to just pay cash. I don't think, I don't know what the French for mortgage is. It's probably mortgage, isn't it? It sounds like a French word, anyway, that we've anglicised. But I don't, I don't think Liam will be requiring a mortgage. Three, it's only three million pounds. That would be fine. What do, you, what do we think he made out of Nebworth? Last year, Liam Gallagher. We, we tried to work it out, didn't we? It was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, he sold out two day, two nights, didn't he? It was 80,000 people a night. It was just him and his band. And I'm, I'm, I hear he treats his band extremely and extraordinarily well. And all the people around him. You know, and every time he comes in here, you know, he's a pussycat. People fear Liam Gallagher. That's because they don't know Liam Gallagher. Liam is a pussycat. He's potty-mouthed, but that's how he speaks. That's where he comes from. Other people, you know, when Sean Ryder came on TFI and famously, you know, he, he couldn't stop effing and jeffing. I mean, because that's how he speaks. And by the way, their own, it's only words, sticks and stones and all that kind of stuff. I've never... Let's not go there. It's a whole different conversation. But if you think about the merch alone, 
Forget the ticket sales. <laughs> but 160,000 people did come, did arrive. And the tickets were all the same price, I think, weren't they? Um, so, I, you know, I mean, you could fit. It was many, 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 many millions. You know, perhaps he's just a bit fed up of counting it. So he's just thought, well, I'll buy Noel's <laughs> yeah. can mansion. Um, and there, there is Noel Edmonds looking very can, very Monaco, very south of France. Um, and he's 70 now. He's old. I think he's older than 70. He looks amazing, Noel Edmonds. He looks fantastic. And he came on our show once and he shared some of his wellness secrets with us. And one of them involved this blanket that he lies on every night. And it, 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 something happens to it, to you and it. Um, and some people say it doesn't work. Well, it looks like it does to me. Right. He looks fantastic. He's he? 74. How is he? How is that? How is that person 74 years old? He lives in the south of France. Yeah, but <laughs> no, I've, I know I, I've seen lots of people who live in the south of France. They look 100 years older than they are. <laughs> so true. You know, it's nothing to do with it. Well, I'm sure it does. I'm sure, I'm sure it helps if you live there. But come on, he looks amazing. He does. He, he does. Looks, uh, and the house looks great. Have a check it out online. I mean, if you if you want a villa in Cannes, that's, that's, what, that's like... That's your... You know, oh, if ITV were to make a follow-up to the Durrells, you know, called Le, Le Dorel, that, that's they could have it there. South of France, oh. stony, oh, just All lovely. Right, shall I tell you about this um, thing on yes, Monday? Yes, so you got okay. in trouble. So I'm on this... Oh, there's no trouble. I'm on the one show on Monday, and, and we, we're basically there to do two things. One, to sell... Um, the idea of the fact that you can win the Queen's car, her beautiful emerald fire, biscuit interior, green piping, electric everything, Jaguar X-Type 2009, 3-litre uh, V6 um, estate. It's a, it's a beautiful car, and it's the car that she drove. So she was driven in loads of cars. She drove a Land Rover now and again. But this was the car. She ordered it from Jaguar in her signature colours. It was all down to her. The spec was down to her. She went for the for the gruntier engine. Good for the Queen. Um, the, the engine, you had several options. This was the gruntiest, V6, three litre. Awesome. Nice wooden steering wheel. That's walnut, my favourite. Yeah, walnut veneer dash, walnut steering wheel. Um, for its time, uh, the tech was way ahead uh, of, of, uh, of most other makes. Uh, beautiful, beautiful car. Amazing condition. I mean, literally showroom condition. And 72,000 miles on the clock. She had it from 2009. She had it for a few years. But she drove it everywhere. And because it was low to the ground and it was basically a shooting brake, you know, or an estate, um, it was, she used to take her corgis in the back. And, beca- and this is a true story. Because it was low at the back, the corgis could get in and out of it oh. easier. Yeah. Which I think was probably sort of the opposite for the Queen. Because the lower a car is to the ground for an older person it's more difficult but she put the corgis ahead of herself like she put the country and her subjects ahead of herself for the whole of her reign which is why we loved her so much this is why you should text this number um, which I can't give out um, and make a voluntary donation of a tenner and it's to do with that um, that I was a little bit mischievous but I didn't know because I know because I've been told quite rightly here that for whatever reason it's terms and conditions reason and by the way I don't care what the reason is I care about the fact the fact I can't do it and I respect that but I'm not bothered about the reason there is a reason that I can't say the number so it's a text to win number so I could say text here's the number and there's a, there's a word that you text when you text this number and then you make a voluntary donation of a certain amount of money and then you're in the mix to win the car that's the deal mm-hmm. okay and th- this happens for real you know from a macro point of view on Friday on the on the TV but I was sort of I was sort of um, wetting everybody's appetite appetite on, on the one show and because I was on the BBC I thought the T's and C's 
applied to Virgin Radio because we're not on the BBC. And so I went full on with the, the, the whole thing. Text this word to this number and make a voluntary donation of this much to win this car. And apparently the T and C is a blanket. <laughs> Just no matter where you are, whether you're on the telly, you know, in Istanbul or on the radio on the moon. And like, I should not have done that. Um, but loads of people did, and it raised loads of money. <laughs> so, they <didn't>, so, <laughs> so the guy in charge said, Look, I've got to phone you up. And, I've got to be seen to make you aware of the fact that you shouldn't have done that. But actually, loads of people did it, and we've raised loads of money way ahead of Friday. So he was quite pleased. Are we allowed to say the number on Friday? No, not allowed to say the number ever. Let's not get into that. Okay. Don't pour water over this. I'm not pouring water. Well, you are. I'm just hoping we could say the number. Well, we can't. Because I know the number and I want to say it. Well, you can say I'm it. Not, I'm not going to say it. You can say it and that would be a win-win. I've just told to not say it. That would be a win-win for both of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, say it. <laughs> Forgotten. <laughs> Loads of other stories we haven't even come close to. This is um, the Virgin Radio Rep Show. This is the Chris Evans podcast. Um, the Chris Evans Show as a podcast from 10 o'clock every day. This show is available as a podcast. It's not the show you hear between 6.30 and 10, but it's a version of that show if you want to take us with you wherever you go and you don't hear enough of it. We just want to make sure we annoy you as much as we, you think we do. Um, then we're available as a podcast. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. She's one of our favorites. She's on the show now. Vass is over to you. If you shoot for the moon, you get our next guest thrown in. She's the best selling author who's been on the show almost as often as comedian Matt Ford. Her latest book, <laughs> Sacred Seasons, is out tomorrow. So please welcome our favorite lunar luminary on the first tee, the starburst tee, Kirsty Gallagher. Yeah, good morning, oh, Kirsty. Lunar luminary. I oh, know. He's good as you. Guys, come up with so now many good names again. for me. Me? Now and again. Uh, how are you, Kirsty? I'm really good. You look you. really extraordinarily well. Thank you. You've lost some weight, I think. You look amazing in the in the face there. Thanks. You look fit. You look lean. You've yoga anyway, haven't you? you Always. You, you're all over yoga. What else have you been Always. doing? You've been doing something else because you look so strong. I thank you. Yeah. I think just enjoying life at the moment. Really? I feel really good about everything at the moment. Wow. And have you done anything else, you know, in your regime? Because you talk about rituals, don't you? Straight yes. off in the book. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The t- t- rituals and regimes. Have you changed anything? No. I mean, ritual's always important to me. It's an anchor. It's a ritual, something that anchors me. I have started weight training a lot more lately. Maybe though. that's what it is. I really do, do you think feel... think so? I'm enjoying that sense of the strength and feeling really strong and powerful in myself. Yeah. So maybe that's And wait, because I've just started waiting, not a lot, but just a bit. Yeah, yeah. Because it's sort of not for me, but you don't have to do a lot of it. And no. They say the heavy, you know about this, Vassos, more weight, less reps, apparently. Yeah, if you want to build strength, you do as much weight as you can bear for like three, four reps, something like that. Wow, mm. that's amazing. I do five sets of five reps and that's a, quite a good sweet spot. Wow. wow. Well, you look fabulous. Thank uh, you so but you, you, you all, I mean, you always have done, your energy's always been amazing. Do you have off days? Always, yeah. I mean, not that often, but I think one thing, and even one of the reasons I wanted to bring this book to life, Sacred Seasons, is because what nature teaches us so beautifully is that 
everything's a cycle. Mm. And one of the things we do in our modern day world to our detriment is expect we always have to be on in full bloom. Everything has to be perfect mm. all the time. And even as we see in nature, there has to be times of void. So when I go through those times, I actually call it the void or the wilderness, where I'll go into those times where nothing makes sense and everything just feels a little bit sketchy. And I've learned to enjoy it over the years because in actual fact, it's in those times when you lose yourself that you actually find yourself. Yeah. It's in those times when nothing makes sense, when you get to relook at everything and make things make sense. And yeah. so, yeah, but I've learned to just be okay with not being okay and to welcome every emotion. Because I'm reading your book and you've also sorted and you bring a sense of calm and and, and and support to any situation you're in. When Kirsty's around, everything seems to be all right. Even if you're not, I can't tell. <laughs> So I did, that's why I wanted to ask you that. But you bring this sense of calm and, you know, reflection and it's okay. Uh, Mother Nature's got our back. Mother Moon's got our back. Mm. All you have to do is look around you. All the signs yeah. are there. Yeah. You know, every day's a school day. Absolutely. If you like. uh, just talk about rituals over regimes, first of all. What What, what is the importance of a ritual over, over a regime or a routine? So a routine is something that we do more because we have to. Whereas a ritual gives something meaning and gives something purpose. And so it's almost like we do it for our soul. Rituals are for our soul. There's something that just take us a layer. Like you brush your teeth out of a routine because that's something you have to do every day. Yeah. But a ritual takes us into something deeper where what we're doing is really nourishing for that that non-human part of us, the soul part of us. Yeah. And it's so, it's so important, isn't it? Cause, and if yeah. you bear that in mind whilst you're doing this new acquired habit, it has more of an effect. And that's been scientifically proven, Absolutely. hasn't it? So if you're doing something for your fitness or whatever it is you're doing, um, if you bear in mind that you're doing it, the reason that you're doing it for whilst you're doing it, yeah. it has like a 10x effect. It's something yeah. crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even with us talking about weight training, you could see that as a chore of, oh, God, I've got to train, I've got to work out, I don't feel like it today. Mm. But when you see it as more of a ritual of this is helping to empower me and make me feel stronger and we do it from something from the inside versus something external, <sighs> it makes such a big difference. It makes such a difference. Mm. It's so, and also then you stop looking forward to things, not in, from an excitement point of view, but you stop projecting forward to everything that might be a little bit sort of uh, effortful or turbulent. Yeah. And then you start, you, then you, it's all about being sort in of the moment. in the moment people say to me oh you must be excited about so-and-so because it's a good thing and my real answer is well i'm not really and they go you know and i used to say that out loud but it caused so much of a conversation yeah. that i didn't have time for i went they went oh that's a shame I went, no no that's not what i mean i'm so here yeah. now yeah, yeah. that yeah no i know it's happening and i'm sure it's going to be great but let's this is already great here yes. you know and if it's not great we can make it great um so we were speaking about you coming in we were speaking about it the whole show because we love you and the book the Thank book's fan, the book's fantastic isn't it it's absolutely you. fantastic um, we spoke first of all about the fact that it's March, we're in the middle of March, mm. you know, it's spring, you know, yeah. there is new life in many places and many parts of the planet. Um, and lots of people consider and reflect and compose perhaps a new regime or, or new intentions in January, mm. which is it, look, any kind of reflection or pause of thought is helpful. Absolutely. But if you missed out on Jan or you started in Jan and you haven't sort of checked in with yourself, mm -hmm. March is probably the best place, if not a better place to Absolutely. do it. And that's sort of where you begin, isn't it? Yeah. So it's a second chance at a new beginning. So the, the traditional New Year's never really resonated with me because I find it really hard to set intentions and wish and dream when everything is still cold and dark and beneath the surface and nature's hibernating. 
And I really feel that's why many resolutions don't stick because we fight against nature. So at the time when we need to be resting and nourishing ourselves, we're pushing out into the world and the earth is still frozen over and we're trying to run across frozen earth and do, do, do. And I feel if we could just give ourselves a bit more grace in January to just enter the year slowly, to put our heads out a little bit and say, what does this year feel like for me? What do I want to create? How do I need to nourish myself now so that I can have what I want? And when we look at nature, it's a beautiful example. Nature knows a new beginning isn't when that flower blooms. The new beginning begins when that seed gets planted and the earth is given time to rest and to nurture and to be regenerated. So the traditional Celtic New Year used to be a Halloween where everything died away because it was in that dying away and the releasing that the ground got to be truly nourished and nurtured so the things could grow in spring. So if we gave ourselves that same grace and allowed ourselves to move more gently into the year, and we can all feel it now. I mean, I'm sure you've all felt it. The past few mornings and evenings, there's been that moment where you're like, oh, it's six o'clock, it's still light. I know, I know. Oh my goodness, I'm getting up in the morning yeah, and it's already today. light. Yeah. So now we're starting to awaken. So magical, Nature's on it? our side know, now for us to go. Rather than January, it's still dark at 8.30 in the morning and we're like, oh, it's January, but I've got to wish, I've got to intend, I've got to... Now we're all like, oh... There's opportunity in the air. We can smell it in the air. Like, there's that sense of something's coming. Yeah. And when we live in tune with the world around us that we're part of, yeah. we are part of nature, everything just gets so much easier. And it sounds simple, and it is simple, but it's easy to forget because, you know, even the most wonderful things, we forget the moment, you know, either we're out of um, the, their company or we've gone around the corner, you know, and your book reminds me that I always need to be reminded <laughs> about everything. <laughs> and that's why I was asking yeah. you about, do you f fall out of line sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why journaling is really important. That's why checking yeah. in with yourself in the morning is important. You know, that we always talk about this, don't we? The alarm goes off in the morning. I have two alarms, you know, um, not to so I don't you know, oversleep. I have a four o'clock alarm and a 4.15 alarm if I'm running in and a 4.15 alarm and a 4.30 alarm if I'm cycling in. And it's not so I can go back to sleep and have a snooze. It's so I can have this 15 minutes of, Absolutely. you know, what do I want from the day? How am I today? Mm. How was I last night? Bit of gratitude, yeah. you know, what do I want to focus on today? But the setting of intentions, you know, which you can do on a daily basis or a weekly basis, mm. but to do them on a seasonal basis, I've never even thought about them before. And it's so... Obvious, <laughs> and I'm like, I put, you know, I put. I, I started to set my intention at the back of your book straight away. I thought I've got to start doing this. And what that. are yours? What are you? What, what kind of things are without getting too personal? What kind of things are on your radar? I'm I'm really determined over this season to start to just grow much more into. Um, allowing this work to be put out there into the world more. Um, I mean, one little secret that's no longer going to be a secret now, I, I share this, but I, I can have a tendency sometimes to doubt myself a lot and to feel like, oh, little old me, what have I got to share? And I'm now just coming to the point where I'm like, people need this. The time that we're living in right yeah. now, people need this. We need that reconnection back to nature, seasons, cycles, the planets, the moon. We need to come back to that way of living. And so one intention I'm really making for myself is to just be seen more, to let myself start to grow into... To, right, into... To the, yeah. To... to to be the best you can to give the message you Absolutely. have been blessed Absolutely. with. Absolutely, to start to really no, Don't be embarrassed that. about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know you're not embarrassed about it because you've got, you know, you've got over 100,000 followers on Instagram and they're also they're... You you know people have people have millions people have ten people have a hundred mm. you've got one hundred and twenty thousand or whatever it is but they are so engaged with they you are. aren't they it's 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 a community other people have one hundred and twenty thousand you know whatever 
Uh, but yours are, yours are there. They're yeah. right in front of you, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, so it's a community, and I think that's why I, I do adore that platform because even over the past few years, we all knew we're not alone. Whenever we're feeling something, if there's a current lunar cycle, like we're in quite a big one at the moment, I'll start getting messages. And as soon as I put something out there, everyone goes, oh, it's not just me. That's what it was. It helps us to know that we're in this together and we're all affected by the same moon in the same sky and the same nature all around us. And we're all all connected, always. And many of us in the past have come and gone and that will happen because mm. we, we, we're born and then yeah. we're, we're unborn. Um, but the moon, she's been there for a lot longer than oh, any of us. So why don't we have a listen to the governor? You know? Um, moon <laughs> yep. over the sun. How come the moon has so much to tell us and the sun not so much, do you think? I think that the sun only governs 24 hours in right, a day, right, whereas the moon takes us through a full cycle. So if we're... Our, I mean, our ancestors lived by the moon because if you wanted to track a day, yeah. you, you track the sun. But if you wanted to look any further ahead, um, you would track the moon. And whereas the sun in astrology represents our ego, our personality and how we're here to shine, the moon represents that inner world, who we are when no one else is watching, that inner world of our emotions, our hopes, our dreams. So the moon really takes us to the truth of ourselves, the real depth of the truth. Yeah, and she's long-term and also short-term because yes. she has these monthly meetings, doesn't Absolutely. she? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. All the lunar cycles. <laughs> and, and for, you know, that's why this book is so great because if you fell in love with lunar living, and people are buying that book today as a result of the show, yeah. lunar, not even this yeah. one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you fell in love with that one, if that was like the your, your sort of um, uh, first year at uni, this is your second maybe, yeah. I, yeah. I suppose, yeah. you know. Um, would you like to ask the wonderful Kirsty Gallagher anything, Sinead? Oh, no, well, I i mean, I haven't read your first book. I didn't know much about you, I'm sorry to say, before this. But I've just found it fascinating. Like, the one thing you were... About just daffodils, right? Seeing mm. them or crocuses, right? Yeah. It seems like such a simple thing when you read it. But now I've got a dog and I, the first time I see a daffodil, I feel like a different person. Yes. And it's so powerful. It really is. But what, like, why is that? Because I, I honestly believe... I truly believe that the same energy that tells those daffodils when it's time to grow and causes the blooms to blossom and the leaves to fall off the trees, it's the same life force energy that moves through each and every one of us. We are nature. We're all a part. I mean, we're all made of stardust. Yeah. Like that literally blows my mind to think that in, within us are traces of the Big Bang. Like we, we all are created from the same life force energy that moves through nature. And our ancestors used to see the divine in nature. So they go to nature and worship the gods, the goddesses, the divine. They go to nature for answers. They go to nature to to receive whatever it was that they needed. And I honestly feel like that's when we spend time in nature. We're reminded of that part of us at Stardust. We're reminded of that part of us that is part I mean, you just have to look at nature, watch a bud, like you say, opening, watch watch something come through the earth. It's it's magic. It's, it's pure it's, magic. It's magic. It's reassuring. It's life-affirming, yeah. isn't it? Um, t- tell me, because you talk about affirmations, don't you? Yes. And about the fact that an affirmation is different from a phrase or a slogan because it only has positive yes. grammar or positive wor- yes. wording in it. And you give an example of, of one that isn't and one that is yes. and how useful they are and why they're useful and why they have this sort of uh, encoded um, energy in them. That's it. Affirmations help us to reprogram our subconscious mind and they help us to bring forth the energy of what it is that we want. So when we speak affirmations, 
affirmations. We want to speak in present tense in the positive. So rather than I don't want to be tired, we'd say I'm filled with aliveness, I'm vibrant, I'm awake, I'm yeah. alive. And not I would like to, I yes, am. Yes, I am, I am. And is that the same as a sankalpa when you're meditating? Yes. yes. So it's I am resting deeply, yeah. I am restoring my inner being, yeah. I am doing this and yeah. I am doing it now. I am. So a sankalpa, <laughs> the word translates to it's a heart-based desire. Love so it's it. a desire that you have in this moment from your heart and the more we tell ourselves even just saying the words i am awake i'm alive you're yeah. like yeah i am yeah it makes such a big difference um, what else we've got two minutes left come on freestyle don't care oh my goodness Anything you about want. about it's about this book we've got to get people we got to push we really do. people towards this book sacred seasons sacred seasons so what i wanted to do is take us through a journey living alongside nature yeah. so finding our true nature through nature and nature's tangible that's one beautiful thing about it like the moon we can actually look outside the window and see what's happening and as we live alongside nature she helps us to realize that our whole life is a season and cycle so there are going to be times when we're full blossom and bloom and there's going to be times when things feel a little bit barren and then we no longer fear that we allow ourselves to go with that rhythm and nature also reminds us I'm I'm often shocked that we have to remind ourselves nowadays to self-care and things like that. But nature shows us again in just like the moon in perfect simplicity that there has to be times when we go inwards, where we rest, where we nourish in order. Nature can only grow these beautiful blooms because she's just rested, regenerated. Yeah, and gone yeah, within. yeah. You've got to have your own arm. And so when we follow those cycles of nature, we also, as well as to rescue ourselves, permission, as I mentioned earlier, to be in bloom. You don't ever see a flower going, oh, well, oh, no, perhaps I won't blossom. And what will that flower? Nature just goes, <laughs> nature's just Explodes. Yeah. yeah. And nature does everything in perfect timing. Nature knows there is perfect timing for everything. That's we've got like a minute. What do you got? I was just wondering. Today is a half, almost exactly a half moon. It is I noticed exactly it this morning. Today. Is that a thing? Yes. Yeah. It's called the last quarter moon, so it's exactly halfway now between the full and the new moon. But you know, the full moon, we all know about the full moon, and we yep. know about the the very new moon, and that yep. sort of that affects us. Does the half moon affect us? They either? do. So the next two phases to learn about when you've done new and full is the first and last quarter. So exactly halfway between new and full, exactly halfway between full and new. The first quarter moon is that checking on your new moon intentions. Am I going in the right direction? Where am I going? Last quarter moon is that checking from what you wanted to release at the full moon. Am I doing the work now of really releasing so I'm ready for the new beginnings when the new moon comes around again? So, yeah, they're two exact points. We've like got to make way for your pal, Eddie Temple Morris, who I know you love. Um, I do. Are you going to car fest with us again this year? I'm, I'm absolutely. Oh, How many sessions are you going to do? Absolutely, as many as you want me It's to. funny because we were talking about it the other day and we said, you know, we've got so-and-so for one session, so-and-so for another session. I said, but their sessions always sell out, by the way. You don't have to buy a ticket, just a phrase. Um, so can you do loads of sessions? I can do loads. I, can do, I will do as many sessions as you'll let Ali me Beatle, do. You know Ali from Canada. weekend. She's yeah. coming over. She said, we got her in for two sessions. She's flying from Canada. Get her to do as many. And, <laughs> Like, because everything, you and her together. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my goodness me. I love her. Uh, I love you. Uh, well I done, Kirsty. Thank you so much. Um, where are you on Insta for people? Kirsty Gallagher. She's a great follow at Kirsty Gallagher. Kirsty Gallagher, Sacred Seasons out now. Goodbye. Thank you.